Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, where for over four years we've been asking the franchipreneurs of own one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed of owning your own business, then you've come to the right place. We have a great show today. We're meeting with Bill Dunn, President and COO of the Auntie Anne's Franchise Opportunity. And Auntie Anne's has over 1,100 franchise units and is best known for its freshly baked hand-rolled pretzels. And today we're going to be discussing how franchises choose charities, as well as, of course, the Auntie Anne's Franchise Opportunity. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Marty. How are you? Uh, thank you for oh, having I'm us. doing well, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And Bill, joining us is my co-host, Don Johnson. And I know, Don, you wanted to say good morning to Bill. Hey, Bill. I uh, appreciate hey, you coming on. I have uh, I have seven-year-old twins who love Auntie Anne's pretzels. But then again, what? Young twins don't, don't like the product, right? That's right. Well, that's great to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, Marty's in Pennsylvania. I'm over in New Jersey. So Auntie Anne's has, you know, has been around, you know, our market for years. So it's been yeah, something exactly. that we've grown up with too. Yeah, That's great. Absolutely. We'd like to ask our guests where you're calling from this morning, Bill. Uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's where Auntie Anne's is headquartered. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And, and what were you doing before uh, joining Auntie Anne's? I know you have an interesting background in history. Uh, well, I guess some might consider it interesting. Um, <laughs> Right before joining Auntie Anne's, I was with a uh, actually a privately held company called Corflex Display and Packaging. Mm-hmm. We were in the uh, point of purchase display industry, and we dealt with the largest consumer product companies in the world. Uh, and then we sold our company to Sunoco Corflex, uh, actually Sunoco Products out of Hartsville, South Carolina. They were a publicly traded company. They acquired us in 2004. So mm-hmm. I remained uh, on with the company for a few years and helped grow the overall company uh, substantially over about a nine-year period to about $235 million in sales. But really my background before that, um, early in my career I worked for my father in a family business that uh, we owned nine Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburger restaurants in North Central Florida. And uh, actually, Wendy and I were in college together, who Wendy's is named after. Um, She and I both attended the University of Florida back in the uh, early 80s. Wow, that's fantastic. Have you ever, did you ever get a chance to meet Dave Thomas? Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, we were very good friends with the Thomas family. Wow. And uh, participated in a number of events. And actually, Wendy had her college graduation party at my father's house in Gainesville. Wow. So, uh, so yes, very close with the family. Obviously, over the years, uh, we've we've lost touch. Although, yeah. Wendy and I have attempted to get in touch with one another over the last couple of years, but it just hasn't worked out. Oh, that's something. Tell us a little bit, Bill, how uh, what, when Auntie Anne started and when it began franchising. You know, um, Auntie Anne started with our co-founders Anne and Jonas Byler, and this was back in 1988. And the whole foundation of the company was started based on the premise of starting a company that would allow uh, Jonas the opportunity to provide free counseling services for families in their local community of Gap. So right from the beginning, 
um, it was a it was it was founded on the principles of giving back. So in 1988, um, they started a little farmers market stand in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, and uh, from there uh, they were just selling our original pretzel, which is uh, a very core product of what we still have today. Um, hasn't changed a bit, and. We started franchising in 1989, and that started, uh, the first franchise store was actually on a Saturday's farmer's market in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wow. And then our actual venture outside of the farmer's market, um, our first franchise location was in the regional mall here in Lancaster, the Park City Center Mall. So started franchising in 1989. And why has it been so successful? What, you know, describe the franchise system and model and why it, it took off and why it's been uh, so successful, you know, besides just the core product itself. Right. And it, I think one of, uh, we mentioned earlier that, you know, okay, so we started franchising in 1989, and 23 years later, you know, we've got 1,100 locations around the world, 44 states and 23 countries. And the... Uh, What's made us so successful, I think, is not only we pride ourselves on the delicious products and the great customer service, but really it comes down to the relationship that we have with our franchise partners. We're very collaborative. Uh, we work together in a partnership to ensure their success, to make sure that uh, we're serving, you know, we're following our threefold philosophy, which is fresh, hot, golden brown soft pretzels with a friendly, uh, customer service and a sparkling clean store. I, I, I really don't think it was nothing um, monumental. It was just really keeping our eye on the ball and, and understanding that our franchise partners are the key to our success. And, and that collaborative effort with them to continuously evaluate as a franchisor, how do we get better? Um, every day and, and what we're doing and being willing to identify the things that we aren't doing very well and, and, and addressing those to get better. So, you know, it's, it's, been a very, it's been a wonderful relationship that we've had with our franchise partners and really they are the key to our success. And certainly, you know, it, it's all about people. And, and, you know, whether it be, you know, once again, our franchise partner, our employees here in Lancaster and around the country for that matter, who are out there on behalf of Auntie Anne's providing a, an ongoing support for our franchise partners. And then, of course, our loyal guests that come to our counters every day. And if I were to step back and look at you know, the foundation of, of the company and the vision of Ann and Jonas Byler of, of giving back. So I think all of those coming together and not losing a focus on on the values and the culture that we've established over the 23 years of giving back and focusing on people has been instrumental in our ongoing success over these 23 years. I'm working on my uh, dissertation, Bill, and uh, I, I've come across a lot of different definitions on franchising. And one of my favorite is, is you know, there's, there's a 
great source out there that defines franchising as a relationship, you know, and I always thought that that was one of the best definitions that I, I've come across, you know, and I've looked at about a hundred of them, you know, so it, it's it's great to see that, you know, that is so important to uh, um, to Auntie Anne's. We, we learned recently that uh, Auntie Anne's recently partnered with um, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, and maybe you could tell our listeners what is uh, ALSF and, and why did Auntie Anne's decide to uh, make its national uh, charitable partner? Well, I think that if I could, uh, the relationship component that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's pretty much the, the core of of whether it be an individual's success or a corporation's success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to establish a relationship of of trust and yeah. um, and, co- and, co- and collaboration to yeah. where you can uh, share ideas and respectfully challenge one another on on the continuous improvement part. And, uh, you know, we've, over the number of years, actually 97% of our franchise partners would would recommend Auntie Anne's to an an entrepreneur because of their satisfaction, ongoing satisfaction with with the relationship that we have and the support that we provide. And as we look at our charitable, our partner, uh, I think what we've done is you know, once again, it's a very collaborative effort. And um, we chose, Le- you know, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation with a number of different, uh, we'll call them shareholders, and being a part of that decision-making. And, you know, once again, it was important for us as a system to, to look at a charitable foundation that had the same principles and guidelines and culture and vision that Auntie Anne's was established with. So as we went through this process, and it was about a year-long process, um, we involved our franchise partners um, in helping us. We involved our, um, our, our agency, the Richards Group, in helping us put together a tool to help us use and, and identifying who we should go interview. And, um, and through that, through that process, and once again, very collaborative, and uh, we wanted to make sure that we made the right decision, uh, we were able to identify that Alex's Lemonade Foundation uh, was the perfect fit. And, you know, Alex's began with a, a four-year-old little girl and uh, who had pediatric cancer, and she, at the age of four, she told her parents that, you know, I want to start a lemonade stand. And for a number of years, actually, probably before that, she talked about it, and they were like, they, they kind of dismissed that. But finally they said, well, Alex, why, why do you want to do this lemonade stand? And uh, her comment was, I want to be able to raise money um, that I can give to the doctors to help them find a cure. And um, and one day, I, I think the first day that she created this, along with the help of her brothers and certainly her mom and dad, she was able to raise two thousand mm, yeah. dollars. And a four year a four year old little girl going through what she was going through to have that vision yeah. about caring and giving back is uh, very inspirational. Yeah, and you yeah, know, amazing story. At the time of her passing, when she was eight years old. Um, her, what happened, her stand then kind of took a life of its own. Other communities uh, wanted to get involved and start their own lemonade stands. 
And uh, during that time period, you know, right before it took her life, her inspiration, along with others, had raised over a million dollars towards the cure for this disease that took her life. And um, so, you know, and then, of course, after she passed away, uh, Liz and Jay Scott, who are Alex's parents, um, began Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. And since inception, has has raised more than $45 million for childhood cancer, just, you know, one cup of lemonade at a time. And uh, it's it's quite remarkable. And we feel that uh, very privileged to uh, have been able to identify Alex's Lemonade Stand and, and and what they stand for and what Auntie Anne's has stood for for 23 years. So uh, it's been exciting. How difficult is it, Bill, to, to rally a large franchise system around a, a common cause? I mean, again, because you, you deal with so many um, units and so many franchisees. Is it is it difficult? Um, I think difficult would be too strong of a word. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it comes back to the relationship that we have with our franchise partners. We're very fortunate. And, you know, once again, it's, it's our collaboration with them. And, and they're, they're side by side with us as we go through this decision-making process. So, you know, if, if your stakeholders are involved from the beginning, right. then, then it really becomes a very easy decision to make. And, um, you know, we, we did surveys with our franchise partners. Um, you know, once again, utilizing our, our agency, the Richards Group, who, uh, you know, understands our brand and um, what, other, what other, you know, certainly Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation is a brand and, and how they, how they complement one another. Um, so really, I, I, would say, I would say it took about a year but I would not say it was a difficult process. Because once again, from the beginning, all of our franchise partners understood the foundation in which, in which we were built on. Um, right. So I wouldn't say that it was difficult. Uh, and, and how about the whole, uh, I guess, strategy of getting this mission in front of your customers uh, in the future? Well, you know, as we as we're going through the process of this collaboration and identifying the the right charitable partner to go forward with, um, the you know to get to get it out in front of everybody, you know, with the help of TRG and um, the presence and look that all of you know we've got you know 1,100 stores around the world, you know, we'll say 50 to 900 domestically. Um, it gives us a great vehicle to get it out in front of um, our guests who may or may not be familiar with Alex's Lemonade Stand and um, through, the, through the local presence. And certainly a, a fair amount of this money stays locally. So it helps, it helps our franchise partners and their community involvement in being able to generate uh, a vehicle for charitable giving that's going to help not only nationally, but uh, in their local area. So I'm not sure if I really answered your... Did I answer your question there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So what advice, though, would you If I could say... I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Go ahead. One other thing. Certainly, the... um, You know, our... 
the core guest that comes to our counters are moms with children. And so certainly pediatric cancer and that, uh, that charitable giving resonates with our core customer. So there was a, um, there's a kind of a natural uh, coming together of something that's meaningful for, um, you know, certainly all of our guests that come to our counters, but, you know, the majority of, of the folks that come to our counters are moms with children, so it really resonates with our target cons- uh, consumer. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. What, what advice would you give, Bill, um, to other companies or other franchises that are looking to form um, a charitable partner? I mean, what have you learned from this whole process? I think that uh, it kind of goes back to some of what we've talked about is if if there's somebody similar in the franchising uh, franchising world who's looking to partner with a charitable partner, it starts with the relationship that you have with your franchise partners Um, to making making sure that you understand and there's a common common bond. And there is no short-term proposition. It takes time. It takes careful execution. Um, generally, there are two words that, that don't go together um, unless you're just down, downright lucky, and that those are the words fast and right. Yeah. And um, so it does take time, and it takes an investment of, um, of people, of, of uh, their thoughts, um, and you know, it, it's a you know, really, it, it really, it's just something that you have to believe in. It has to be at the core of your soul, the importance to partner with the right organization, um, that when you bring you know, two strong brands together, that everyone benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, once again, cause marketing is not a short-term proposition. Um, it's right. a journey. It's not a destination. Destinations begin and end, but a journey of giving is something that lasts forever. And wow. you want to make sure that you make the right decisions at the right time. Wow, it's well said, isn't it, Don? Yeah, so, no doubt. <clears throat> makes a lot of sense. Uh, jumping back to the franchise opportunity, Bill, um, what's the training like? A lot of most of our listeners are we call them aspiring franchisepreneurs. They they know they want to buy a franchise. They just you know they they, they don't know where they want to begin. Um, what's the training like once someone decides that they want to be part of this this, this whole thing? Well, the training, I mean, it really, the training almost starts from the first interview. And for somebody that is interested in joining the Auntie Anne's family and, and becoming a franchise partner, and it's the relationship, once again, that starts from, from day one, that, that everybody understands that we are partners in this and we are here to serve our, our, our prospective franchise partners and ongoing. It's not a relationship that, that begins and ends. So as through the interview process and we're sharing um, information about Auntie Anne's and, and how it was founded and, and the premise and what it was, which it was founded upon, and, and we're learning about the individuals also, I mean, really that's where the training begins. And I think that what happens sometimes is that we forget the importance of that initial um, contact with right. that prospective franchise partner. So as we go through that process, um, and they 
have made the decision that, you know what, Auntie Anne's is a great organization and we, we've got to be a part of it. Um, and the enthusiasm that comes with that, we, we, have, uh, we have a pretzel university here in Lancaster at our offices where our prospective franchise, or actually once somebody has decided to join, um, that we have a week's training that they come in. We have the training right here in our office building. Uh, they get to meet all of our employees uh, that are in the office, and it starts with a, it's, it starts with a greeting. Welcome to the family, where we join on Monday mornings at 8.30 for those folks that are here for training, and uh, we welcome them to Lancaster. We welcome them to, Lancaster, uh, to Auntie Anne's, and the, the message that I always like to share with these folks is, while you're here, have fun. Um, you're going to learn a lot. Uh, you're going to meet a lot of folks, but most importantly, you need to have fun yeah. and enjoy your time while you're here and with the understanding that as you're learning everything from how to uh, properly mix the, the ingredients for the dough to the customer service component, um, you know, have fun while you're doing it because that will resonate with the guest that comes to the counter to provide them the best experience and uh, that wants them, that makes that guest want to come back because, right? I, I mean, I'm not in the stores every day. Really, the face of Auntie Anne's are our franchise partners and their crews that are in the store uh, interacting with our guests every day. So we have a you know we have a five day training program here. One of those days, we actually take them to one of our training stores, which is here in Lancaster, where they get to spend a day in the store. Actually, what it's like in a mall environment, interacting with guests, and so it's a real real world setting. And uh, and then as they go out, once um, especially for a new franchise partner, we actually have. A, tra- a trainer that will go to the store for the opening to spend time with them and work with their crews um, to help them provide that threefold philosophy of, uh, of Auntie Anne's. And, um, so we're, and, but it doesn't stop. I mean, it, then we have the folks that are in the field um, that are traveling around, spending time with our franchise partners and helping them analyze their business, help them... Uh, perfect their their inventory controls. Um, so we have a number of different tools that we provide ongoing, and the service that we're committed to providing that uh, I think is important, and it's been instrumental in our success over the 23 years uh, at Auntie Anne's. Hmm. Uh, and who've been your franchisees, Bill? I mean, <clears throat> you, you, you've met a lot of them. I mean, what were they doing like prior to? Becoming a franchisee, has it been like a, a diverse background, or how would you describe that? I would think, uh, Marty, it's been very diverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some that have, uh, you know, because we're 23 years old, we've got some folks yeah. that, that started in the system, you know, right out of school. Wow. That uh, really learned business as they were operating a store. Then we have very sophisticated, uh, uh, experienced business folks who, uh, may some have been in a franchise, uh, franchisee, franchisor relationship. Others haven't. They've come from the corporate world, where you know certainly over the last you know say three or four years, there's been a change in in the dynamics of of 
you know, our working environment. And there right. are folks out there that are looking for opportunities to invest money in their own business that have come from the corporate world. So this would be their first venture into owning their own business. And and the franchised, franchising concept gives them all of the tools to help them be successful. So they're not having to recreate the wheel and the ongoing support that we provide. And then once again, we've got others out there that may have an interest in more than one franchise concept who who have the experience. So it's a very diverse group. Um, so, you know, there's not a, there's no cookie cutter um, right. franchise partner. Very diverse. Yeah, and I think that adds to the franchise too, Bill, doesn't it? It's, it's you know, having that diversity, you know, especially, uh, you know, at, you know, at the number you guys are at now, I think it's probably certainly added to uh, the, the, the character and the personality of, of the ends as well. Very much so. I think has, uh, has, has Anthians ever considered, uh, or maybe it's something you've done with strategy, with co-branding, with other concepts? Is that ever something that's maybe in, in your plans or something you've been doing? Yes, it has um, been something that we have done and we continue to do. We have a number of co-branded stores throughout the country. And um, so, you know, depending on the venue, the part of the country, that, that co-brand may be different. Um, certain brands have certain strengths in, in their area of the country that they may not have in other parts. So you have to be very uh, diligent in your analysis and your overview of really who is the right co-brand partner given the environment that you're in, and and also looking at the you know what kind of culture is there, and does, is that a fit or does it potentially pose a challenge? Um, and I think. Um, so, yes, Don, we do have a number of co-brand, and we continue to look for opportunities. And, Marty, back to your point, has the diversity within our franchise community helped us? You bet. What that's enabled us to do is when you have a diverse uh, uh, portfolio of franchise partners, they, to a certain extent, they bring something different to the table. Now, they've got a common goal. In, in operating a business and being able to provide for in their local community or for their family. Um, however, you know, each one has their own ideas, and I encourage mm-hmm. our franchise partners to bring forth ideas and things that we may not think of. So it's that, once again, it comes back to the relationship, the collaborative environment that we encourage and foster that allow us to bring out new and better things rather than um, feeling as, having them feel as though uh, we have all the answers. Uh, I think I'd be naive and, uh, as an organization to think that we have all the answers. We need, we need yeah. that, that ongoing communication that helps us continue to grow and prosper. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like historic events in franchising too, Bill. You know, I mean, the famous like it's one of the famous stories is like the the fillet of fish. I, I, I guess you know with McDonald's, you know, the idea of coming from a franchisee, you know, and I, I think it's wonderful that um, you know it, you can tell that your your franchise system is probably even a little more open uh, to advice from your franchisees than maybe some other systems, you know, that that I know I've studied you know, over the last, like, 10 years. So, and, and I do, I think that's so important. 
Um, and, you know, they, they are, I mean, we've got a franchise community that is, is very um, proactive and, you know, sharing what they are hearing from their guests that are coming to the counters that they would like. Or, you know, one of our products was actually brought to us from our, one of our franchise partners, and that was our pretzel dog, which has been an outstanding addition to our menu that that was brought to us by a franchise partner. So as, as much, you know, we want to make sure that they are, um, you know, we have our food science and technology people here along with our R&D department, uh, but we certainly look forward to our franchise partners bringing us ideas here at Auntie Anne's that we can then, you know, from an operational standpoint, uh, make sure that, you know, we can, uh, address any of the operational issues that give us the opportunity to test the product and to make sure that um, that all the food safety guidelines are being met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Make sure that we're protecting not only the integrity of the product and the brand, but also to make sure that we're providing an outstanding product to the guests that come to the counters that's being served in, in a safe manner at all times. That's great you have that attitude of... Yeah having the franchisees give input. Not all franchise systems are like that, and uh, I think the best franchises uh, have that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. What are some of the uh, plans for the future for Auntie Anne's? Well, as we look to go forward, um, we're we're planning in 2011, uh, our our original plan, I think we're planning on opening 119 domestic and international stores. So 66 of those will be in the U.S., and... uh, we're experiencing, we're, we're positioned to hit our 23rd year positive, positive growth. So um, we're continuing to look at areas that, where we maybe do not have the market presence that we would like. And, um, you know, we've been very fortunate in, in pursuing the large markets, but now there's a focus on the middle market opportunities, um, you know, specifically the mall locations where we're looking for local entrepreneurs for us to partner with to help them create their, their enterprise value. Um, we continue to grow in colleges and universities as well as airports. Our most recent opening at an airport was at Columbus International in Ohio. And certainly looking at the urban development opportunities where you have highly populated cities uh, or metro areas where malls don't exist, where you have a high, high level of foot traffic Mm-hmm. And then how do we evaluate our business to make sure that that model uh, fits within a storefront? So um, I, I like to make sure that we're continuing to keep our eye on the ball as it stands right now, but at the same time have the discipline to be a visionary, you know, two, three, five years out and, and seeing what trends are out there what what market conditions are changing or have changed that create opportunities? So I am I'm really excited about the future. I think there are a number of opportunities that that are ahead of us. That uh, you know, if I were to think back 23 years ago when Ann and Jonas started the company and uh, where it is today, it, it's amazing. And I still think that there are amazing things ahead for Auntie Anne's and our franchise partners, and I'm committed to, uh, to focusing on that and providing everybody opportunities going forward. 
Fantastic. What's the best way, Bill, for our listeners to get more information on becoming a franchisee? Is there any websites they can go to, any numbers they should call? Yes, there are. Uh, we certainly have our website, AntiAnds.com. Okay. And there's, a, there's a number of information on there, and certainly you can uh, go do some research. I think they'll be very impressed with what they have to see, and don't hesitate to reach out. We'd be more than happy to answer questions and provide information. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Bill. You've been a fantastic guest. And, uh, again, Don and I are both fans of the product, so uh, uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. I uh, hope you all have a great day, and, and thank you for taking an interest in Auntie Anne's and Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Uh, thank you so much, Bill. You have a great day today. Uh-huh. Bye. Come on, Bill. Good job. Great show, huh, Don? Yeah, as we knew it would be. Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. You get something different, and, and and you know we covered a lot of uh, territory in that particular show. You know, which just makes me happy. You know, so they're doing a lot of great things, and we'll keep our eye on them, and uh, we'll have them come back next year. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and very inspirational. So, so good job, Don. And again, for our franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to franchise interviews. Franchise interviews.